bigger your dream is, I want you to understand the harder the grind. I told you, I want you to think about those goals. I want you to taste them. I want you to, I want, I want you to be, I want you to internalize it. I'm not asking you to tell me what your goals are because I'm interested in hearing everybody in the room. I couldn't, I couldn't possibly do anything with it. Listen to me, this is what I'm telling you. I'm telling you to dream your dream because I want you to feel it. I want you to taste it. I want you to know how close, I, I want you just like when the weather is changing, you can feel it. I want you to be able to feel when you're getting closer to it and closer to it. But more importantly, I want you to know when you dream your dream that there are other people who are dreaming the exact same dream. When you said to yourself, this is what I want to accomplish, you're not the only person that wants to accomplish it. And now I ask you this question, what do you do when a thousand other people want exactly what you want? What do you do when you're not the only one that wants to make a million dollars in your company? You're not the only one that wants to be the president. You're not the only one that wants to be the CEO. What if you're not the only one that wants what you want? What if there are thousands of other people who want what you want? You have to outwork them. You gotta outgrind them. You gotta get up earlier. You gotta stay up later. You gotta execute and you gotta go through seven. When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And I'm here to tell you, number one, that most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it. Some of you love sleep more than you love success. And I'm here to tell you today, if you're going to be successful, you've got to be willing to give up sleep. That's so why I need you to understand something. You can have it if you want it. But the bigger the dream, the bigger the dream, guys, the harder the grind. And can I be honest with you guys, I'm grinding harder now than I've ever grinded before. You gotta be willing to work off for three hours of sleep, two hours. If you really want to be successful, some days you're gonna have to stay up three days in a row. Because if you go to sleep, you might miss the opportunity to be successful. That's how bad you gotta want it. You gotta want to be successful so bad that you forget to eat. If dreams were easy, everybody would make them happen. The problem is that most people, I watch most people, they like, they can't get up in the morning. They ain't got no energy. I'm walking through the airport running almost. I, most people that I'm with, they don't got the energy to keep up with me. I'm like, boo, ain't nothing wrong with you. You just ain't got the stamina. You just ain't got the energy. You can't smart everything. You can't outthink everything. You can't, some stuff is just, you gotta be powerful. You wake up, take you three weeks to do what it can take two, 24 hours to do. It don't make you a bad person, but you're going to forever be average because to be great, you got to keep up. You have to eat the dream. You have to sleep the dream. You have to dream the dream. You got to touch. You have to see it when nobody else sees it. You have to feel it when it's not tangible. You have to believe it when you cannot see it. You got to be possessed with the dream. You can't get to the next level because every time somebody draws something in front of your face, you give up. Don't you know you're more attractive when you can say no, when they know you got values? The problem with some of you, you've been told that you're the best and now you're shining in it. Now you're shining in it. Now you're looking in the mirror like I'm number one. And let me tell you something. I don't know if I'm number one or not, and I won't know. I won't go look at that list. Why? Because I'm too busy grinding. And some of you should be busy practicing, and you're staring at yourself in the mirror. 
and I'm not stopping to talk to you because I don't have anything to do. I'm stopping and talking to you because I value you, but the problem is you don't value you. The problem is you don't value your gifts. You don't value your time. You don't value yourself. And so we're going back and forth and you asking me, what should I do? Because what I know is if you make a good one or a bad one, once you make a decision, the dream is that much closer. A person's strengths are often their biggest weaknesses. And so that also means that their weaknesses can be their strengths. Me, I am weak. I am weak. But I don't accept that. I don't accept that I am what I am and that that is what I'm doomed to be. I don't accept that. I'm fighting. I'm always fighting. I'm struggling and I'm scrapping. And I'm kicking and clawing at those weaknesses to change them, to stop them. Some days I win. Some days I don't. But each and every day I get back up and I move forward. And I fight with everything I've got to overcome those weaknesses and those shortfalls and those flaws. I just had a paralyzed white woman hand. My mentality wasn't paralyzed. My spirit wasn't paralyzed. My drive wasn't paralyzed. My dedication wasn't, my commitment wasn't, I was the same man. I just had an extra boost of energy for why I lived my life. I wear this as a badge of honor. Every single day, the adversity, the opposition that life set to break me, I wear it as a badge of honor because I understand every day of my life, I represent something. Every single day I wake up, the only thing I need is a breath of fresh air, that's it. I don't need a reward, I don't need a product, I don't need, and the only thing I need is breath in my body and every single day I'ma wake up and I'ma live life for the right reason and I'ma live life in the right way and I'ma live life with passion, with love and compassion because when I almost lost my life, that shade went up and it made me realize what life was really about. Most people go through life living the lie that has been told about them. Work constantly to renew your mind to expand your vision of yourself. There's something in you that's greater than your circumstances. There's something in you that's greater than the adversities that you're facing. So most of us are living a lie. Most of us, because we live in a world where we're told more about our limitations rather than our potential, we go to our graves never knowing who we really are. You get one shot. One shot at life, one life, that's all you've got. Like what's the GPS that's on the end of our decisions and our choices? Like where's it really taking us? Don't let regret beat you down. Don't be a slave to regret. And it's not about the biggest car, it's not about the biggest house, it's not about the bank account, it's only two things that matter. It's about who we become in life, and it's about what we give back to life. I have to hold the line.
And there's areas within myself where I cannot compromise. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to train hard. I'm going to try and improve myself. I'm going to own my mistakes. I'm going to confront them. I'm going to face my demons. And I'm not going to give up or give out or give in. I'm going to stand. And I'm going to maintain my personal self-discipline. And do my utmost to live a life that is worthy of the sacrifices that were made for me. You have a vision, you have an idea, you have a genius idea that's in your mind, that's brewing, it's orchestrating. And you should understand this, that it was always going to be your family and your friends that would be the first ones to try and talk you out of your vision and your big idea. That's why you're supposed to live your life. Focus on your intentions and do your thing. If you do what is easy, your life will be hard. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep for it, if all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it. Because when you see the invisible, you're able to do the impossible. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. But if you want to begin to move into your own personal greatness, if you want to begin to really enjoy a happy, successful, healthy life, you've got to be willing to go against the tide. You've got to be willing to harness your will and say, in spite of this, I'm in control here. I'm not going to let this get me down. I'm not going to let this destroy me. I'm coming back and I'll be stronger and better because of it. You have got to make a declaration this is what you stand for. You're standing up for your dreams. You're standing up for peace of mind. You're standing up for health. You want it. And you're going to go all out to have it. It's not going to be easy when you want to change. It's not easy. If it were in fact easy, everybody would do it. But if you're serious, you'll go all out. I'm going to turn this situation around. I'm not going to sit back and, and moan and cry over what happened and what went wrong and who did what. I'm going to do something about this situation. Expect things to get better for you. Whatever experience you're having right now, it has not come to stay. It has come to pass. Not to stay, just to pass. It's just going through. See, a lot of us, because of our limited vision of ourselves, a lot of us who begin to focus on problems and enable them to overwhelm us, we begin to think that we have no options. We begin to believe that there's no way out. This will not get me down. I'm unstoppable. I don't focus on 
what is it that's terrorizing me. I focus on what is it I want to accomplish. And I see myself achieving the victory. I see myself living from the dream, living from that place that I'm reaching for in my mind. I think that the people that are on, that are discovering how to unleash their greatness are people who have the mental resiliency yeah. and the courage to face failure, that you will fail your way to greatness. Mm. That most people allow their fear of failure, 80%, allow their fear of failure to outweigh their desire to succeed. When you're willing to fail again and again and again, when you make up your mind to become unstoppable, when you make up your mind to become a no matter what person, then that will then give birth to a part of yourself that you don't know right now. And maintaining a, a spirit of optimism and challenging yourself and learning from your mistakes. Why are you here? What's your reason for being? Why do you get up in the morning? Most people don't have a clue. I think we have to reflect on who am I? Why am I here? What drives me? If I died today, what three words would I want said about me? You know, what is it that defines me? You know, and how, how do I define myself? Most people allow their circumstances to define them. We're living in a time where we have, in our lifetime, seen someone go from prisoner to president of a country in South Africa. Where President Barack Obama, raised in a single-family household, an African-American male, became the most powerful man in the world. So what we know is that anything's possible. Each of us can achieve far beyond our horizons and in avenues of life we have never explored. But most people settle in and accept things in life as it has been given to them. Changing is not easy, but changing your life, changing habits, reinventing yourself, picking yourself up after life has knocked you flat on your back. If you do what is easy, your life will be hard. But if you do what is hard, your life Life is a fight for territory. And once you stop fighting for what you want, what you don't want will automatically take over. And so it's a fight, it's a challenge in life every day. When you get outside of what's familiar, what's comfortable, what feels right, and put yourself in a position beyond your comfort zone, that will give birth to a part of yourself that you don't know right now because in order to do something you have never done, you've got to become someone you've never been. We all have greatness within us. But greatness is not our destiny. It is a choice that we have to make consciously to put ourselves outside of our comfort zones. In order to do something you have never done, got to become someone you've never been. We all have greatness within us. But greatness is not our destiny. 
it is a choice that we have to make consciously to put ourselves outside of our comfort zones, to stretch and to develop ourselves and have in our environment people we can learn from and grow from that will hold us to a higher standard and that will always challenge us to go higher. Most people suffer from arrested development. They stop developing themselves, they stop growing, they stop reaching, and they literally settle in and accept, accept life as it comes at them. Einstein said the imagination is the yeah. preview of what's to come. And so we can bypass the things that will cause us to be afraid by looking at and being focused singly on the things that we're going for. I like to ask the question, how many of you have goals you'd like to achieve? And most people raise their hands. But how many of you know, as you think about it, that if you had your life to live over again, you could have done more than what you've done thus far? Raise your hands, please. Now, that proves a point that what we do and what we accomplish in life is only a tip of the iceberg of what's possible for us. Most people fail in life because they do what I did for 14 years, aim too low and hit. And most people don't aim at all. As you think about your goals and dreams, let us say together, it's possible. You've got to believe in spite of the circumstances, in spite of the adverse situations, in spite of the distractions of life, that it's possible that when you have goals and dreams, things are going to happen to you. What does discipline really mean? Discipline is the root of all good qualities, but you have to absolutely apply it to things outside of just waking up early. It's, it's everything. It's working out every day, making yourself stronger and faster and more flexible and healthier. Discipline is eating the right foods to fuel your system. It's about disciplining your emotions so you can make good decisions. It's about having the discipline to control your ego so your ego doesn't get out of hand and control you. I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. Now you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Be water, my friend. You have something special. You can do more than you can ever begin to imagine. If you do what is easy, your life will be hard. But if you do what is hard, your life will be easy.
you got to be hungry. People that are hungry are willing to do the things today others won't do in order to have the things tomorrow others won't have. People that are hungry do what they know, not what they feel. People that are hungry believe always strive to get on top in life because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. People that are hungry believe zero excuses. People are, that are hungry are relentless. They're unstoppable. They practice the three-yard rule. They talk to anybody that's within three feet of them. People that are hungry believe in TTP. Talk to people. And if that doesn't work, TTMP. Talk to more people. People that are hungry, they make it happen. It's about treating people the way you would want to be treated and doing the tasks that you don't necessarily want to do, but that you know will help you or help your team. It's about facing your fears. It takes discipline to face your fears so you can conquer them. And that's what discipline is. Discipline means taking the hard road, the uphill road to do what's right for yourself and for other people. It's so often the easy path. The easy path that calls to us to be weak for that moment, to break down for that moment. To give in to the desire and the short-term gratification. Discipline will not allow that. The discipline calls for strength and fortitude and will. It won't accept weakness. It won't tolerate another breakdown. The discipline can seem like it's your worst enemy. But the reality is Discipline is your best friend. It will take care of you like nothing else can. And will put you on that path. The path to strength and health and intelligence and happiness. I'm going to show you how great I am. People that are hungry are willing to do the things that the others won't do. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. There's so much knowledge out there, so much information, so many ways to get better. And we make, we make so many mistakes. We're the product of our mistakes. And 
oftentimes the lesson is sitting there right in front of our face. It's there to be learned, but we miss it or we don't pay attention to it or we think we know better until it punches us in the face. And the most important thing to learn is that we have so much to learn. We all do. And we can learn from school and from people and from experience and we learn from life. But you have to process the information. You have to absorb it. You have to accept it. You have to open your mind. You've got to free your mind so that you can learn and make real progress. As you think about your goals and dreams, you have the opportunity to invest in yourself. And that as you think about the investing in yourself, Warren Buffett was asked the question, in the middle of the recession, what's the most important investment you can make? And here's a guy that has billions of dollars in real estate, billions of dollars in the stock market. He said, the most important investment you can make is in yourself. And as far as regrets and things I wish I would have done differently, of course. But the fact is, you don't get that chance. You get one shot, one shot at this gig right here. Life. One life. That's all you've got. Manifest our greatness. I don't know what you want to do. I know everything I've said, you already know it. It's already a part of you. I haven't said anything that you don't know. It's common sense, but not common practice. So I'd like to leave this with you. I dedicate this to you, to your finishing strong, to your dream and to the next greatest version of yourself. And it says simply this, if you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time, your peace, and sleep for it, if all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it, and if you gladly sweat for it, and fret for it, and plan for it, and lose all your terror of the opposition for it, and if you simply go after that thing that you want, with all of your capacity, strength and sagacity, faith, hope and confidence, and stern pertinacity. If neither cold, poverty, famish, or gold, sickness or pain of body and brain can keep you away from the thing that you want. Dogged and grim, you besiege and beset it. With the help of God, you'll get it. You have something special. You have greatness in you. You don't achieve worthwhile goals quickly or easily. They take time. They take struggle. They take relentless pursuit day in and day out. That's what it takes. But also, 
things don't usually fall apart quickly either. At least at first, it, it's, it's a slow process. A little slip here, a little setback over there, a little wearing down of discipline and will over time. That's the thing. Success and failure are generally slow processes. Either slowly building things up or gradually tearing them down. And that's why I say you've got to pay attention. You have to watch. You have to watch every single second because those seconds they turn into minutes and minutes turn into hours and hours turn into days and days turn into years and so that second that second that just went by, that counted. And so did that second. And so did that one. And in those precious seconds, you were either building or you were decaying. You were either gaining ground or you were losing ground in that second. And in every second. Every second counts. So make every second. I think the secret to success, it doesn't matter if you come from a little village or from a big town. There's one thing that you have to do, and that is you have to first of all work your ass off. And number two, you have to have a very clear vision of where you want to go. You have to be brave. You have to be tough. You have the discipline to follow through. And uh, it is very important that you don't listen to the naysayers. Because in every step of the way, when you make decisions like, I want to be a bodybuilding champion in the, of the world, people say, this is impossible, this is an American sport, it's never gonna happen. Uh, when I went in, wanted to be in the movies, they said, you have an accent, it's never gonna happen. No one ever became a leading man when you have an accent. Everything is always impossible until someone does it. Trust yourself, break some rules, don't be afraid to fail. Ignore the naysayers and stay hungry. Let me tell you, I've made a fortune in several careers and I've been very successful in several careers by ignoring the naysayers and believing in myself. Imagine you're 15 years old and you're in Austria and you say to the people, I want to be the bodybuilding champion of the world. Of course they come to you and say, but wait a minute, this is not an Austrian sport. Bodybuilding, that's an American sport. 
But you know something? I had it very clear in my vision and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a bodybuilding champion. And I started training one hour a day, two hours a day, three hours a day. By the time I was in military service, with the age of 18, I trained four or five hours a day. And I became the youngest Mr. Universe ever. The youngest world championship at the age of 20. So much for it can't be done. And right after that, because like I said, you have to be hungry, I went after my next goal, which was to come to America. I came over here with empty pockets, but full of dreams, full of desire. I knew that this was where I could continue my bodybuilding career and start acting also, go into the acting profession. So I, I immigrated here and I kept training and training hours every day, five hours, six hours a day won one world championship after the other. By the time I was finished with bodybuilding, I won 13 world championship titles, more than anyone. And then again, I was hungry to move on because you can't do bodybuilding for the rest of your life. I wanted to move on and I knew it was acting that I wanted to get into. But again, I faced the same obstacles where people said it can't be done. When I talked to agents, they said to me, you cannot become just an actor and walk in the movies and say, I just don't want to become an actor. I want to be a leading man. They say, well, forget about that. And they laughed. I mean, with your accent, no one has become a leading man with your accent and with your body. Look at all those bumps sticking out. This overdeveloped body they were in 20 years ago when they did Hercules movies. But now it's Dustin Hoffman. It's Al Pacino. It's Woody Allen. Those are the new sex symbols. Don't you understand it? Look at you. Forget it. It will never happen. And with your name, Schwarzen Schnitzel, or whatever your name is, I can see that already up there in the billboard. That isn't going to sell any tickets. But you know something? I didn't listen to them. I started working very hard, just like in bodybuilding. Five, six hours a day, I went to acting classes, speech classes, dialogue classes, accent removal classes, everything that you can think of, I did. And slowly, everything started happening. All of those liabilities that they talked about started turning into assets. When I did Conan the Barbarian, the director came to me and he said, if we wouldn't have you, we would have had to build one. And on Terminator, the director said, I couldn't imagine to have anyone play Terminator that wouldn't have an accent and they wouldn't have your body. I cannot imagine the line, I'll be back with a normal American accent. It works so perfectly that you have this German accent. So all of those things that they say the liabilities became an asset. The moment, as moment went on, it grew and grew and I went from one movie to the next, started making more and more money and then I ended up being the highest paid actor with $30 million on Terminator 3. That just shows you again so much for it can't be done. This is why I try to tell you Anything and everything can be done if you can visualize it, if you believe in yourself. Never give up and never be afraid of failure because otherwise you box yourself in and you limit yourself. I was never afraid to fail when I ran for governor. I was never afraid to fail to tackle anything because you should not be afraid of failure. That's just part of life. Work your ass off. There is no magic bill. There is no magic out there. I'm a big believer in there is no such thing as a self-made man.
Because so many times people say that you're a self-made man, you're the perfect example of the American dream and this and that. And these are all great compliments, but the reality is, as I always say, that you can call me anything you want. You can call me Arnie, Schwarzi, Governator, Schnitzel, whatever you want to call, but don't ever call me self-made man. Because I would not be here if I wouldn't have had parents that were dedicated and gave us the love and the affection and the discipline and all of this stuff right from the beginning. I wouldn't be here if I wouldn't have had the help from so many bodybuilders in Graz that helped me. Then all the way to Munich, Albert Busick, then Joe Weider that brought me to America. He brought me to America and he gave me the confidence. He paid for the first apartment in Santa Monica. Without that, I wouldn't have made it. So how can I say that I'm a self-made man? Including when I was governor, I had five million people voting for me. Every one of those people that voted for me helped me to become governor. Mm -hmm. How can I say that I made myself, right? So this would be nonsense, ludicrous. Uh, so this is why I say those are the things that I think were important for me to be successful. And like I said, it doesn't matter then from what village you come from or anyway. You have to recognize that. And those are kind of the elements that make one successful. Right away from bodybuilding on, uh, when I worked out, I didn't just lift for myself. I wanted to lift the entire sport. I always was interested to work towards something that is bigger than me. Something that is going to be around much longer than me. I'm going to be gone one day, but bodybuilding should not be gone. No matter how successful you get, no matter how old you get, you always have to be hungry for more. You always have to be hungry for learning new things. Because you never learn enough. I, for instance, learned when I grew up, I always thought that greatness was directly tied to fame and fortune. I thought that the big career and the money and the achievement would equal success. But I was dead wrong. But I learned that later on. I learned that totally by coincidence. When the University of Wisconsin did a research program on what effect weight training would have for Special Olympians, for intellectually challenged people. They called me. They said, Arnold, you're the expert in this subject. We want you to come up to the university and to help us with our program. To help us with our Special Olympians. And I flew up to the University of Wisconsin and I helped. And there were these kids the first exercise we decided to do was bench press and they were all standing in line. The first kid laid down on the bench. I put a 40 pound barbell over his chest and he did a simple exercise of bench press. He did 10 reps. Then he got up and then the next one laid down. I put the barbell over his chest and then that kid started breathing really heavy and all of a sudden he started screaming really loud. And he jumped up, I pulled the bar back and he started shaking. I realized that he was scared of the weight. So I calmed him down. I said, that's okay. Just watch your friends do the bench press and maybe you want to try it again. And the friends came through and they did all the bench press and everyone did great performance. And then all of a sudden he stood in line on the end and tried again. 
He laid down this time. I gave him the empty bar, just the 20 pounds. And he did 10 reps. And then I said, you want to have more plates on it? More weight? He said, yes. So I put two more plates on it. Now it goes back to the 40 pounds that he had earlier. And he did 10 more reps. Then he said, more. Then I put two more plates on it. Now it was 60 pounds. He did another 10 reps. And he said, more. He did then 80 pounds. Then I lifted the weight off and he jumped up, high-fived everyone and he was so excited. And I was, it was a real eye-opener for me because when I saw that kid going from terror to self-confidence in a short period of time. So I want you to remember, have a vision, think big, ignore the naysayers, work your ass off and give back and change the world. Because if not us, who? If not now, when? This audio is sponsored by Brian Tracy. A special initiative from Brian Tracy for Change Your Life. Please check the description below link for more details. Or visit our official website www.motivationalspeech.xyz